Hello, my name is Hurricane and my co-host is Stiggs and you're listening to the Hurricane and Stiggs podcast. We give you a quote of the day, talk about it, get inspired, tell stories, and we do it all in roughly 10 minutes. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Folks, we had a short week for you this week, just three episodes that aired. Stiggs and I have been extremely tied up, uh, burning the candle at both ends with various family things and washing machines that aren't working and just broken all these foot. crazy things Children, that broken toes yeah you know. broken toes and just wild stuff crazy stuff everyday life that's just been getting in the in the way of the podcast and actually it's not really getting in the way of the podcast that's our first priority our families are our priority so there's gonna be times where we just can't make this happen and so we try to make it happen as much as we can but Obviously, we, uh, we've had some breaks recently, and only three episodes this week, but thanks for understanding. I know that you do. Of course, head over to our Facebook and Instagram page. Just search Hurricane and Stigs. Please give us some feedback. Like our page. Follow us. We'd like to get to know our listeners a little bit better. And again, we can't make this show better without your critiques, your good and honest critiques. So please, send them our way. Thank you. Thank you. Stiggs, how's it going, man, on your wonderful Friday? Oh, man, it's great. It's I'm so glad it's Friday. Uh, you know, when, um, yeah, it's you and I have been talking. It's been a rough couple weeks for us both, I think, cause with family stuff and, and everything going on. So, um, it's but it's really, just really nice just to be able to do this and talk with you and, and kind of, um, do something that we're both passionate about and we both really enjoy doing and just talking and, and doing the show. So it's, even though we're only doing three this week, it's, it's really nice to, um, to get together and be able to do it and, and, uh, just thankful for the opportunity to get it done, man. Yeah. 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 All right. So the quote today comes from Mitch Daniels. So Mitch Daniels is currently the, president of Purdue University. He uh, worked under, oh goodness, uh, I believe Bush at one point. Um, And I found out about this gentleman because there was a podcast that Freakonomics did where they interviewed him because he is talking about how to make tuition at colleges uh, much more... uh, (laughs) cost efficient he's trying to lower the rates where all these other schools are trying to hike them up you know there's this idea out there about free tuition and so mitch daniels has some ideas on how to actually uh make his school cheaper where all these other schools are uh, are coming up now he is a history uh history fella and i also found out in this interview um that he was big in the politics before he took the job at purdue university he's currently taking a uh as he says He's taking a break. He is a um, political party celibate at the moment. He said that it's not <laughs> fair to Purdue University if he has any, uh, you know, if he declares that he's a Republican or a Democrat. Um, but a few things that he said on this uh, this podcast stuck out to me, and so I've just been thinking about those because, you know, it, it's just good to ask yourself questions. And so after I kind of I give you the quote and I paraphrase the quote. It will lead to these questions that I'm referring to, and I think it'll end up being a good a good challenge. So, Mitch Daniels said the following. The first requirement of self-governance as a country is to govern oneself. 
right? So if our country, especially at its beginning, for it to be, uh, for it to govern oneself, the first requirement is for the people to be able to govern themselves. So and is that, is go that, ahead. Is that the people as a whole, or is that like the individual? I think it's. It has to start at the individual level. It has right? to. I think that's what I, that's what I got out of that. That's what I take out of it, because yeah. if you can't do that as an individual, right, mm-hmm. then now as a collective group, you know, okay, let, let's start with like a, a town, a small town. Then you, if you can't do it for yourself, then how are you gonna like try to actually govern the town? And if the town can't do it, then how is the you know the region and the state, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 one up, like how is that going to happen? And it has to start with you as an individual. You have to be able to govern yourself. You have to do that. And I think that um, it, it's interesting. Let me let me jump to one other thing that he said, and then we'll we'll dive back into the um, the quote. But he said that some of the original coinage of the American Republic was a Latin phrase, which I don't know the translation. So for those people listening who who know what I'm referring to. The translation is that the outcome is still in doubt, right? So here we have this this young country, this fledgling country, and right, the outcome is still in doubt. Because here you have this this country that's trying to do the self governance, right? Put democracy in place and somehow <laughs> pull it off. And and that's so much easier said than done. But at the same time, they're very realistic and said the outcome is still in doubt. And the outcome is still in doubt because if you people can't self-govern themselves, then how can a country govern itself? You with me? Mm-hmm. So yeah. those things have just been rolling around in my head because I always think about how can we, one, how, so how can I govern myself? But then how do you teach someone else to self-govern themselves? <laughs> They're tough questions, but I think they need yeah, to be addressed, well, man. Yeah, well, I think I, th- I think for the second one, it's it's got to be through example, right? You know, like it's got to be. You 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 know you hear it all the time. You lead by example, and you know, as as a father to young children to young boys, you know, if I can't govern myself, if I can't control my actions, if I can't control my. Um, reactions to you know them shoving stuff in each other's ears or you know whatever (laughs) you know if i can't control my my emotions and my anger or or you know if i can't govern myself they're looking up to me and 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 so they're taking after what i do and so if i'm not governing what i do in front of them or giving them an example of how to be self-governing then they're you know they're they're just gonna grow up in chaos which is you know admittedly a lot of my house so (laughs) it's chaos so you know i'm still learning to self-govern i think i think we all are but um but you know you try and be better every day and you try and kind of reel stuff in and and practice things with your kids um and with yourself i think if you're not trying to better yourself if you're not trying to i mean that's the whole point of our daggone podcast yeah. is to try yeah. and, and and inspire others to be better you know and to want to be better i mean really just want to 
to better yourself. Um, and we, you know, I can attest to the fact that Hurricane practices what he preaches. And um, I certainly try to every day. I try and be um, a better person every day that I, I go out there in the workforce, at home, as a father, as a husband, um, as a friend, uh, in the community. I, I, I make a conscious effort every day to be a better person than I was the day before. Um, and I think if all of us do that as a whole, um, then, you know, it, it is kind of one of those self-fulfilling prophecies that if everyone continues to try and be better, then others will look up to that and try and better themselves. At least that's the hope. That's like, I guess, the, the yeah. pipe dream, right? You know, that's the, yeah. um, the idealist in me. I, think, I would agree. Speaking. I would agree. Yeah. I think we all we all always need to take a long look in the self governance mirror, right, mm-hmm. and see, you know, what we're really doing, and if we're actually sticking to the resolutions that we're trying to stick to. Are we actually trying to continue to educate ourselves on self governance? And, and I'm talking about all areas of life. I mean, Stiggs, I was listening to some of the first pod, uh, podcast episodes that we did. Like when Eleanor Roosevelt do one thing that scares you every day, you know, and it's yeah. like, man, I have not taken one of those on in a long, <laughs> long time, yeah. Yeah. right? And so, like, how do you, you know, you to continue to add things on to your life, um, and just make them small parts of your life where you continue to push yourself to grow yourself, but also then just like, okay, so what is really the appropriate thing for me in my time right now? Like we haven't done the podcast recently because we've had no time. There's things that took priority right. for these last few the few weeks, you know, but I always have to go back and go, okay, well right now at this time of my life, should the podcast continue because there's X I need to do, there's Y I need to do, and this, while I love it, those other things are a priority. So how do, like how does that work? How does that look? How do I put some things on hold when I need to? How do I mm-hmm. how do I manage and juggle everything that I want to do? And then you're always looking at you know what's what's needs versus what's what's wants you know, uh, mm-hmm. and looking at self you know and, and and how you're governing yourself. But I think that that pause to look back you know just stop and look at your life and take some you know take an inventory of the like your time and where you're spending it i mean that's huge obviously taking a, an inventory of your money and your budget hopefully that's a regular part of everybody's life um taking an inventory on um you know we're talking about time generally but like how much time are you really spending with your family how much time are you really spending at work how much time like are you really throwing in there for leisure are you really accomplishing the things that you're trying to, the goals that you want to for your family or for your work and whatnot? Um, and it's, it is tough, but uh, it, it's tough to fit everything in. But it's important to continue to, to look at those. But then you can even take it steps further, right? Because then you can talk about, uh, well, the ideas that you have for yourself and your self-governance and, and the views, such as you know, thinking that you know, every life is sacred, right? Then how you you have these these other self governing principles that influence the way you live your everyday life and so you got to live those out um and and then how does that how does that work to try to you know convince other people of your views and your governing views and what's best for the common person all those things it, it's tough but I think it, it it just it it merits 
a lot of self-evaluation constantly. And you can go into so many different rabbit, rabbit trails. You can go, you can, you can look in so many different directions at self-governance. But I think that really the point is, um, have you stopped and looked at the self-governance mirror in a while? Uh, have you really evaluated your life, your time, your budget, you know, the money that you're spending, uh, your views, and have you just really evaluated recently? Because we can't get better as a country if the individuals aren't really actually taking responsibility for their own lives. Um, and uh, we just have to do that. We have to do that. It's just part of being a human being. Govern yourself. All right, Steve, I just, I just went on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did too. So and I don't just, know if any yeah. of it made sense, but I will say this. We got to look in the, in the governance mirror. Now... You got a little fun fact for us, man. I do. This week, um, I, I got this little fun fact. And it was just like the the fun fact that I, I got was left a lot to be. I was like, what? Like, I don't. So I went and researched it. So I got this little fun fact. It was like, it just said a fleet of ships one, was once stranded for eight years in the Suez Canal. And so I was like, What? A fleet of ships? Was this like warships? Was this like wh- whose ships were these? So I looked it up, and um, it's a in 1967. From 1967 to 1975, there were 14 ships, and these were own ships, uh, merchant ships owned uh, by several different countries. You know, uh, there was German ships. There was a, one American ship. There were uh, Swedish ships, um, all in the Suez Canal. They were just passing through. They were just passing through the Suez Canal in 1967 when the Six Day War broke out uh, between Israel and yeah, Egypt. Yeah, the Six Day and, War. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, I remember it from eleventh grade uh, history <laughs> class, like it was hey, yesterday, man. you know. And so, even though the war would only lasted six days, the political turmoil um, that uh, extended past the the end of the actual fighting, um, lasted for years and years and years and years. And so these ships that were in the Suez Canal during the fighting were stuck. And so I think, um, wow, that's like crazy. Ships, <laughs> yeah. So ships, dredgers, and other floating craft um, were sunk to block the canal during the fighting. Oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I see that. And then they put sea mines in there to prevent navigation of these ships, any ships through um, the canal itself. And so they were stranded in this um, huge lake uh, part of the canal called the Great Bitter Lake. And so (laughs) all these ships banded together and they did did the great bitter lake get its name before or after these ships were stranded i don't i think it got it before um (laughs) but so there were a bunch of these ships and um they came together and founded what's called the great bitter lake association (laughs) no way um i mean you might as well if you're hanging out for years yeah so they provided mutual support to one another crew members continued to meet on board of their ships they organized social events they had like a yachting club. 
that's awesome. And they held that the yacht and club. Then, yeah, and in so a place that had mines, or I guess the sea mines were only at the entrances. Yeah, so, so they were. Not. Yeah, they were all at the entrances and stuff. So, so they they had, they had the Great Bitter Lake Olympic Games oh, to complement the 1968 Summer Olympics in Mexico City. Wow. Um, they had lifeboat races, soccer games. Um, they even had church services on like a West German ship called the Nordwind. And, you know, they had movie nights on a, another freighter owned right. by the Swedish. And, uh, and so, you know, <laughs> as the years went by and they realized, you know, hey, we may never get out of here. Um, like the Germans, the German vessels, I think there were four of them, um, finally sent home their crews in 1972 and they gave they gave the Norwegians they said hey you take over the maintenance of our ships you know we're going to send out all of our guys home you guys take over the maintenance of our ships well played. and they said so um and so in 1975 on May 24th 1975 uh which was just earlier this week uh anniversary um there were two ships that finally well, all the ships were released from the Suez Canal. Suez Canal opened back up, but only two ships actually made it back to their <laughs> home ports. Wow! Because they were the only two ships in in working order still, and they were the they were they were the two ger- two of the German ships. Um, wow. uh, and when they came into the port in Hamburg, Germany, like thirty thousand spectators like were looking on and like cheering the ships. No for finally making it home, yeah. That's so, wild, man. Um, for the Munsterland, um, which was one of the ships that made it, it was an end. Uh, it was the end of a voyage from Australia back to Germany, which lasted eight years, three months, and five days. Daggone, that's a long <laughs> trip, man. That's a long trip. <laughs> so, you know, it's just. Been, I mean, I just thought it was like the craziest story. Really, really like interesting to read all about it, and there's like, I, I think there's a book now out about it, and I th- and there might be like a documentary series out about it too. But it was kind of like forgotten, and then yeah, um, in recent years, people just started to to talk about it more and more, and so, uh, but it was yeah, it's just a really interesting. I mean, just being I can't imagine just being stranded in the middle of a canal for years away from your family away from everybody you're just stuck <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah. that is crazy so moral of the story if a war breaks out don't be in a canal man don't, don't be, in a canal. be in a canal you yeah. might never get out well it'll take you eight years anyway yeah that is wild man that's a good one man that's awesome i appreciate that yeah. folks take a good long look in the self-governance mirror our country to self-govern is predicated on the ability of each individual to govern themselves. So make sure that you're actually getting your priorities in line. Go ahead and revisit your goals. Go ahead and revisit uh, the things that you're trying to accomplish and get done in life. Also, revisit your vacation days. Make sure you take them. Take that time with your family. That should be number one. And make sure that you are actually working on self-governance trying to make yourself better so i hope this is a good little challenge for you on this friday enjoy the weekend thanks for listening to the hurricane and sticks podcast 
This is Hurricane. And this is Diggs. Catch you on the flop edge.